Writing your oncology case report is a huge undertaking, and it's easy to make silly mistakes that can derail your entire writing process. That's why you need my brand new masterclass, the three-step framework for a finished case report. In this free masterclass, you'll learn three of the biggest mistakes to avoid when writing your case report, the secrets to actually finishing your case report, no matter the patient case you've chosen, and my proven three-step framework for starting and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at theoncopt.com slash framework. Again, that's theoncopt.com slash framework. Welcome to the Onco PT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Onco PT Podcast. I am thrilled we are back from CSM, and it was an absolute blast this year. This year's conference was in Denver, Colorado, and it was awesome. You're going to hear me say that a lot in today's episode, but truly it was. The courses were phenomenal. The platform presentations were awesome, and the oncology community is so vibrant within our our profession. It is it was so exciting to see, really, really encouraging um, to see how much the interest has grown even from last year and to see the young professionals and the students who are interested and excited about helping our patients who either have or have had oncology diagnosis. And it was it was the neatest thing to get to see everybody, to get to meet new people and interact with everybody. And I learned so much this year. And after reflecting on all the excitement, it was really hard to kind of narrow down what were my favorite things or what were the most important takeaways that I have from CSM, but I think I've narrowed it down to my top three or four, and I wanted to share those with you today, hopefully to you know, just recap some of the things that I did and learned at CSM, but also to get you excited about next year's um, CSM. So next year, 2021 is going to be hosted in Orlando, and it is going to have some really neat stuff because it's actually the 100th year anniversary of the founding of APTA, which is amazing that we've had such a powerful organization for so long. And they've got some really cool stuff that they're doing in honor of this anniversary um, that they'll be sharing with us, which is super cool. So stay tuned for those over the next um, few months, and then make sure that you mark it on your calendar because it's definitely going to be a conference. If you've never been before, if you haven't been in a while, this is the APTA CSM that you do not want to miss. So Orlando 2021. On that note, let's dive into what exactly did I learn at CSM this year? What did I get to do? What were some of my favorite parts? And what'd you miss if you didn't get to go this year? Hopefully, like I said, encourage you to go next year. The first thing that I wanted to cover today was don't forget cognition and vision. What do I mean by that? I went to my very first course on Thursday morning, and it was about the special needs of geriatric oncology patient populations. And there were some really great points on how we, yes, as physical therapists, need to be doing cognitive and vision assessment screenings with patients who are on chemotherapy. I have been super guilty of not doing this, first of all. 
Typically, I will do a very basic cranial nerve screen on my patients who I know have either brain tumors or metastases to the brain, but that's the extent of it. And if a patient is t- previously tells me about, oh yeah, I'm having these problems or, you know, I'm having vision issues or, you know, my thinking is really slowed down, etc. I would usually say, oh, okay, yeah, that can happen with chemotherapy. Um, and then I'd kind of move on to the next topic of whatever we were trying to work on. And what I was missing was actually a whole lot. And we know, of course, that chemotherapy affects people's nerves. And I tend to think of it as, oh, it affects their peripheral nerves. That's why we have chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy, you know, numbness, tingling, etc., in their hands and their feet. And yeah, then I'd kind of move on from that. Well, if neuropathy is, if chemotherapy is affecting patients' peripheral nerves, then it makes sense that it's probably affecting a whole lot of other nerves, including their nerves that are working with vision, and it's also affecting their brain. We know that chemotherapy-induced cognitive impairments are real. We know that chemo brain is something that our patients complain of frequently, at least in my um, in my practice. And I've basically been ignoring that. Not ignoring it, but I definitely haven't been doing a darn thing about it. And I think that's because I've been focused so much on trying to get through as many tests and measures as I could in my evaluation that I just get through all the functional stuff that I felt was important to my practice. And maybe I would talk to patients later on in our episode of care about, oh yeah, you know, cognition can be affected, vision can be affected, yada, yada, yada. Or I'd think, well, I'll refer them to speech therapy or occupational therapy for that stuff. And a lot of times it doesn't happen. So in my patients, let's take, I have a patient right now who has, who had breast cancer, underwent treatment for it, and she's now having some really significant cognitive impairments. And it's affecting her ability to run her business um, to the point where it takes her days to do tasks that she could do previously in a few hours. And she's always catching up on the weekends, which means that she's not resting. And that's further affecting her ability to then do the tasks that she needs to do for work. It's this super vicious cycle. And after coming back from the conference on Monday, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with her and we really sat down and talked about it. And I'm so glad we did because she made the comment right off the bat. She says, you know, I've just I've really been having a hard time because this, this, and this, and it was specific to the cognitive issues. And so one of the big things that I wanted to really do in that session on Monday was, okay, let's have a conversation about this. Let's really talk about this. And I brought some of the strategies that I learned from this course at CSM. And I talked to her about intentional reading and doing puzzles and all these different things. And of course, the benefits of moderate intensity aerobic exercise to help with her problems. And so we discussed it. We did a lot of education in that session. And I, yeah, I could have done more stuff for her lymphedema. That's what she's originally seeing me for. But this was a really appropriate time to spend doing that. And she walked out of that session because she told me, I'm not a mind reader, but she told me, she said, I'm so grateful that we had this because I really feel like I have some strategies to try and work on this because she's been dealing with these problems for nine months now since she finished treatment, which is just bonkers. And it was a real wake up call that, you know, 
I went to the course and I learned, wow, I really need to be doing these things. But then Monday went right in, saw this patient and was able to hopefully make some really positive differences in her day-to-day function that ultimately affect her quality of life, which is super cool. So it was a very big wake-up call to hear, oh yeah, I should really be doing these things. And then to see, wow, I can really make a difference doing these things. So cognition and vision are definitely something that I'm going to be I'm going to be looking more closely at. And even if I can't do something about it, then I really need to take the initiative to get these patients to a provider who can then help them with those issues. Um, very pleased that I'm already seeing good results. And I would definitely encourage you in with your patients, make sure you're discussing those things and get them the help that they need. And if you can't, if you aren't that help, then get them to the person that can help them. The second big takeaway that I got from CSM this year was it's time to think outside the box about oncology physical therapy. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Before CSM this year, I had a pretty narrow idea of how we could serve patients who have or had oncology diagnoses. In my mind, there's, of course, outpatient. There's inpatient, you know, hospitals and rehab facilities and SNFs, and then there's home health and people have insurance, and that's how we're paid for our services. And I knew about cash PT business models, but I didn't think they were compatible with oncology or lymphedema treatment. And I am so wrong. I am totally wrong. I have been missing an entirely different part of oncology physical therapy. That is so cool. I met three different clinicians on one day of the conference who work throughout the United States that have their own cash PT practices that are serving exclusively oncology or lymphedema patients in really awesome capacities. And I love talking to them so much that they're definitely going to be on a future episode of the podcast. It was absolutely just eye-opening to hear that they have really kind of broken out of this cycle that I had stuck in my head that that's the only way we can help people. And they're doing it in their communities and they're making positive differences in these patients' lives. And it was so wonderful to hear about. So thank y'all if you're listening so much for exposing me and educating, exposing me to and educating me on your practices and how there's so many different ways to help our patients. And on that note, there were some really neat not oncology specific, but definitely have their implications in oncology, other presentations that I went to. So one of them was on group wellness and fitness classes in the community and how we as physical therapists, that's totally our realm and how we can help patients get better with that avenue of care. And it was wonderful. It's this um, physical therapist out on the East Coast who talked all about her geriatric clinic and how she's working with these patients in that group you know, exercise classes and, you know, the benefits of that and how it differs, how it differs from other community group exercise classes that patients, you know, people can typically go to as a part of a gym or, you know, some other community fitness center. Very, very informative, very eye-opening again on this can totally be applied to oncology physical therapy as well. And, Like I said before, I had no idea. I'm learning so much as I go throughout all this, and I'm so glad that I went to CSM to learn all of this stuff. And 
I went to, I think it was actually that same day, a course on telehealth taught by Mark Milligan, who's a physical therapist here in Texas, and again, was completely blown away by all the opportunities there are to serve our patients. Yes, even with our patients who have oncology diagnoses. And what a wonderful fit and match telehealth and OncoPT are for each other. And like I said, before CSM, I knew about these things, but I didn't know how compatible they were with our world of OncoPT. And my eyes have completely been opened. And I'm, again, very grateful that there were such fabulous presentations on hey, here's how we're helping patients and here's how you can do the same thing. So definitely, definitely um, would recommend going to those types of courses in the future because they just, they really opened my eyes to a more of a mindset of abundance rather than a scarcity mindset um, when it comes to treating and serving and helping these patients improve their lives. Other big point that I wanted to make here is how much the Academy has really become a family for me. Now, last year, it was a little different story. I went to the Oncology Academy business meeting. So that's the section of Oncology PT within APTA. And I was really intimidated by the big names in the room. I mean, these are the people who are creating the research that is driving our profession, publishing Rehab Oncology, which is our um, academy's uh, research publication throughout the year, and just the people who are educating and teaching the material that's enabling us to advance our practice and advance our knowledge to help our patients. And it was really scary because in that meeting, I got up and I actually expressed my frustration that I didn't feel like there were enough resources to help young professionals and students make their way, find their way in the working world as an oncology physical therapist. And fast forward to this year, I've been amazed by how much has developed even within our section over that last year. And we have some really incredible individuals who are on the board, but also those who aren't on the board but are still making a difference within our section, within our practice to advance our profession, which is amazing. So point that I'm trying to make here is we have the coolest section, y'all, truly. There are so many wonderful people. I got to meet people that I met for the first time last year and got to interact with them. I met new people this year and I got to meet friends of the podcast that I have only talked to over the phone, as you've heard um, in some of my interviews, and got to actually meet them in person, which was really cool. And this year, there actually was an interest group meeting for students and new professionals, and it was really well attended. And it was so encouraging to see all these people who are excited and want to get involved with oncology physical therapy and how quickly the academy turned around and started making this happen. And I don't know that I would have had that experience in any other section. Obviously, I'm biased because I think the oncology section is one of the coolest. But to see the turnaround that they took my concerns and that of others, because I wasn't the only one there who got up and said something. 
They took our concerns very seriously and they worked very hard to make a difference and make a change to help serve us as the members, which is just the coolest thing. And I'm so grateful um, for all of their help. If any of them are listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your work over the last year. And I'm so excited to get to see what comes up in the, you know, the next few years um, to get more students and new professionals excited and educated about working with these patients. Aside from the special interest group for students and new new grads, um, there's also, we had the celebration of life after the business meeting, in which, of course, we got to unite as a section and remember our patients who um, passed over the last year due to cancer or, you know, other things that we have come into contact, you know, encountered through our work with oncology physical therapy. And it really was such a beautiful moment of us all being there. And while we come from very different backgrounds and very different practice settings, we all have a very collective experience of working with these patients and sometimes, unfortunately, patients passing away. And it was very comforting for me, especially. Um, I've had a couple patients actually over the last month or two who have passed away after long battles with cancer. And it, it was really hard to, to hear and to deal with and getting to come together, like I said, at the celebration of life and honor those individuals was a really, really special time. And one of the other cool parts of that evening. So we recognized all of the newly minted board certified oncology specialists who took the exam and have passed. And they read each of those person's names and recognized them. And we got to celebrate them as a family. And it was a really neat experience to get to say, all right, these are the people who are paving the way. And how cool that we get to look to them to guide our profession and our studying for when we decide to become clinical clinical specialists. Um, and if you haven't heard of the listserv yet, so this is a collective online community where you can go and ask questions. And this was discussed multiple times throughout the weekend where if you ever have any problems or questions or, you know, I don't know what to do with this patient, it's a great resource for you to go to and be able to ask the questions and get expert information on how to, um, direct your clinical care from that point. So basically, I'm telling you all this because the Academy of Oncologic Physical Therapy is an amazing resource that I'm so proud of and I'm so excited to be a part of because of all the amazing people who are there and are working to make a difference in our practice and thus enable us to make differences in our patients' lives. And if you haven't joined yet, I would extremely excitedly urge you to join because it has been such a resource for my growth as a professional, as a practicing clinician. And it has been such a wonderful resource, even from when I was a student. And if you're not a member yet, you're definitely missing out. So I would highly encourage you again, definitely join the oncology section. One last point that I wanted to make today is this isn't really something that I learned as much as it was I experienced. To all of the listeners that I met at CSM this year, thank you so very much for coming up and introducing yourself and saying hi. I 
immensely enjoyed getting to meet you and hear about how you're working with these patients and your different practice settings and all the different ways that you're advancing our profession. And I'm so excited also to have met all of the students who came up and said, yeah, I'm really excited about this and this is what I'm going to do. And these are my upcoming rotations and this, this, and this, that is so exciting. And I'm so encouraged by each of you that I got to meet. And if I didn't get to see you this time, I will for sure see you in Orlando 2021. And again, I just can't express how much of a wonderful experience CSM has been for me over the past few years, especially with all the oncology content and meetings and colleagues that I've gotten to interact with. And I just wanted to say thank you again for a wonderful experience. And I really, really encourage you, Orlando 2021, put it on your calendar make a note to yourself, start making travel plans. This conference is going to blow your mind and I cannot wait to see y'all there. Thanks so much for listening y'all and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT podcast. For more episodes, visit the oncopt.com.